You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. We ought to give the more earnest heed and you will give the more energy to these things. Lest at any time you let them sleep. Glory to God. Are we together? Of course, um, he was talking about something in that Hebrews 2. He said, if the words spoken by angels were steadfast, such that every word, every word received the just recompense of reward concerning the transgressions or disobedience. He said, how shall we? If angels spoke, and anybody that violated what the angel said, <laughs> you had a quick response. Said, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which was first spoken to us of the Lord, amen, and confirmed to us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness with signs, wonders, diverse miracles, and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. Listen, the things you will hear today, don't let them sleep. Now, if you follow just what I just mentioned to you in scripture, it means that before the Lord himself came to speak, angels had come. Hallelujah. And now, what we're sharing with you, he said, what the Lord spoke, it was confirmed by them that heard him. He's talking about the apostles. Amen. And then, God was bearing them witness. Is that same message we carry today? Amen. Glory to God. Don't let them sleep. Don't let them sleep. Glory to God. You know, the word of God is awesome. There is nothing, there's no question of life that the word of God doesn't have an answer for. Amen. But you know, it takes the author of the book to show you the answer you're looking for in the book. Amen. Am I communicating? And that's why the anointed teaching of God's word is so important. Revelatory teaching, so important. So that the Holy Spirit can show you and give you answers. There are certain things that will happen this year in your life. The answers will come out of this meeting. Glory to God. Because as you're hearing, you're not just hearing for now. You are hearing for the year. You are hearing for your future. Some of you, the things you will hear, your children will benefit from it. Are you listening to me? Your partners, people that are not even here, will benefit from it. Glory to God. When we are reading God's word. We're not reading God's word for revelation. No. We're just feeding our spirits. Amen. But when the word is coming out, glory to God. Are you with me? It comes out as revelation to you. Amen. It's just like what happened with Jesus in the Cana of Galilee. Amen. The Bible said he had water pots and he filled them with water. That's how when my Bible study is just filling the water pots. It's water. Oh, water. Just for my sustenance, to quench my thirst. Amen. 
But when they fetched the water out, it was wine. Amen. Glory to God. So when we come up to speak, it's wine to you. Amen. It intoxicates you. Amen. It brings gladness to your heart. Amen. Are you listening to me? That's just how it is. So today, the word of God will bring joy and gladness to your heart. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It will influence how you talk, how you walk, and what you do. Amen. Are you listening to me? Because is wine coming to you? Is wine coming to you? Is wine coming to you? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and say, Tonight, I am receiving revelation. Glory to God. You know, it's important to know that the gospel, the gospel, there is nothing more important than the gospel. Hello? Why will Paul say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ? I am not disappointed in what it can produce. Are you listening to me? So when you build your life around the gospel, you cannot fail. When you are all about the gospel, you can't fail. You can't fail. The gospel can't disappoint you. But some of the time, people are are distracted from God's own agenda. The most important thing to God now is not who wins the election in Nigeria. Yes, that's, that's good. That's important. But that's not the most important thing. Amen. Glory to God. And this year, we will give our attention to the most important thing. Say amen. amen. Glory to God. Are we together? Yeah. Live for the gospel. Hallelujah. That's what it means to live for Christ. They are living for the gospel. Yesterday we began to talk about believing. And um, I was going to stay on that thought uh, throughout this particular edition. Because what we're doing here is not, as we share the gospel with you, we are showing you how also spiritual things work and how to make you more effective, hallelujah, as a witness of Christ. Are you listening to me? Whatever business you do, wherever you walk, whatever it is you do, you're not living for a higher purpose. You're living for more than monetary profits. Are you listening to me? More than the salary. More than raising children. More than building a house. Amen. You're living for something more than that. Glory to God. So, there are directions of the Spirit to us this year. First and foremost, we've declared by the Spirit of God that this year is a year of possibilities. Limitless possibilities. And Jesus was speaking from Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Mark 9, 23, put it up. He was talking to a human. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. 
if is conditional. Hallelujah. If you can believe. And thank God we can believe. Amen. That means the possibilities we will experience will be determined by the depths of our believing. That the possibilities we will see and experience on earth is hinged on believing. That means I need to understand how believing works. First of all, what believing is. Because I might have my own interpretation of believing different from the interpretation that the word of God has. I gave an illustration yesterday that a man brought his epileptic child to Jesus. And then Jesus wasn't around, so the disciples were attending to Jesus, to, to the man. I beg, my, I beg your pardon. And then he said, we brought this child to your disciples and they could not cure him. That means they tried. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? That means what? They tried. They said they could not. The scripture didn't say they would not. He said they could not. Now, first thing is, Jesus said something that affected, you know, it made me question because of what he said to the man. And what he also said to his own disciples. First, he said to the man, if you can believe. What we're reading here in Mark 9.23 is what Jesus said to the man. Hallelujah. If you can believe. But I thought the man believed. That's why he brought his child in the first place. Amen. Then, to prove that the statement Jesus made to him meant that he didn't believe. He now said, Lord, I believe. Help thou my own belief. I don't know if I believe, but I believe I don't believe. Just help me. Amen. Because he must have thought he believed. Amen. So, in essence, Jesus was saying that whatever the man was doing was not believing. Amen. That's one part. The second part is that Jesus, when they said, we brought this child to you and he was not um, they couldn't cure him. What did Jesus say first? Oh, faithless generation, how long will I be with you? Now, this is Mark's account of the story. The same story happened in Matthew. I won't have time to read it because I talked about this yesterday. In Matthew's account, just like Mark here, you know, disciples came to Jesus later and said, why couldn't we cast him out? Now, he had finished with the man. And the child was healed. But the disciples were concerned. Say, um, sir, why couldn't we cast him out? That means we tried. You know what Jesus answered them? Because of your own belief. Uh-uh. As we say in Nigeria, uh-uh. <laughs> Amen. What are you talking about? If I didn't believe, why did I attempt to pray for the child? Amen. Are you seeing? That means that what the father thoughts was believing, wasn't believing. What the disciples thought was believing, wasn't believing. So what is believing? Amen. Glory to God. Are we together? And there's some of you here that you say, hmm, Pastor, if you tell me I didn't believe, eh, Pastor, it's just that you're a pastor. If you tell me that I didn't believe, I will not believe you. <laughs> you know, you know, people talk like that at times, you know. If you, if you tell me I didn't believe, 
So Jesus said, because of your unbelief. Permit me to jump a little, just in case I don't get there in this particular program. In Matthew's account, when he said, because of your unbelief, then he said to them, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Now, most of the time, if you read it in Matthew's account, you would think he was talking about the demon. Amen? You would think he was saying this kind of spirit. That means there are different levels of spirits. Amen? And that's the interpretation many people have. This kind of demon cannot come out except by what? Prayer and fast. The subject was not the demon. Amen? The subject was unbelief. Amen? So, Mark's accounts, you know, Mark and Matthew wrote differently. Mark was just in a hurry to tell you the story. Breaking news. Are you understanding me? <laughs> Breaking news. APC versus PDP. You might not get the full gist, but you just know there is problem. Are you understanding me? Then Matthew takes time, amen, to explain. And that's why you have 28 chapters in Matthew and you have only 16 chapters in Mark. Amen. Am I communicating? So, um, anytime you see a story in Mark, you go to Matthew, you might get more information. In this story in Mark 9, you'll find it in Matthew 17. Glory to God. You'll find details that you will never find in Mark. You might not even find in Luke. And one of the details we found was that Jesus said, it's because of your unbelief. Then he said, this kind, amen. This kind of unbelief, amen. <laughs> Goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Now, this gives you an idea of one of the reasons why we fast and pray. To deal with unbelief. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? Hello. You are quiet now. <laughs> Amen. You are quiet now. That was just, by the way, it's not in the plan. Amen. Let's go further. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to tell someone, thank God I'm here. <laughs> so let's look at what believing is, okay? Let's look at what believing is. First and foremost, you know, um, in definitions, we sometimes will have to define first what the English means. Are you understanding me? I believe, but my, my, my focus is to give you the scriptural definition of believing. Amen. You know, scriptural definitions are always different from dictionary definitions. That means the definitions of the spirit are always different from the definitions of the lexicographer. One definition I always talk about is love. Your dictionary calls love a feeling. The Bible calls love a decision. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. The Bible doesn't refer to love, God's love. Because the dictionary does not know God's love. They know human love. Another word in the dictionary is death. Death. Definition of death is when life ends, 
Are you understanding me? Because the dictionary cannot go beyond human plane in describing things. But the Bible doesn't refer to death as when life ends. The original definition of death in the Bible is separation. Amen? So, there are three kinds of death in the Bible. Spiritual death. When a man's spirit is separated from God. Hallelujah. Are we together? The Bible refers to it as death. That's why you say an unbeliever is dead in his sins. Amen. He's separated from God. Hallelujah. But he's physically walking. Is that not so? So that's death. When Adam ate of the tree, the fruit, the fruit from the tree, you remember God told him, the day you eat, you will die. The day he ate, he was still here. Amen. What death was God talking about? Amen. Spiritual. Are you listening to me? He was separated from God that day. So the second kind of death the Bible talks about is physical death. The one you know. Physical death is also a separation of the human spirit from the human body. Amen. Are you listening to me? When the human body separates from the spirit, is death. Then the Bible talks about the third kind of death, which the Bible refers to as the second death. Eternal damnation. Hallelujah. Are we together? Alright, that is separate, final separation. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> you understanding me? Now, so, definition of death in the Bible is different from definition of death in the dictionary. Amen. So, let me first give you a dictionary definition of belief or believing. Amen. Then we'll look at the scriptural definition. And the scriptural definition is what you will run with this year in the name of Jesus. Well, first, believe is a verb. To believe or believing, believe is a verb. It means to be convinced of something. Everybody say to be convinced of something. It means what? To be what? Convinced of something. It also means to think to be true. That means you think that thing is true. Hallelujah. To think to be true. That's what belief means. I'll just give you a third one. The third one, or I'll give you four. The third one is to be persuaded of. To be persuaded of. The fourth one is to place confidence in. I'll take it from the first one again. What does it mean to believe? To be convinced of something. To think to be true. To be persuaded of. To place confidence in. Glory to God. That is definition of belief. And now most of the time, if you just stop at this dictionary definitions, you will miss the point that the Spirit of God is trying to communicate about believing. Glory to God. And you find that believing is consistent in the Old Testament and in the New. Glory to God. Are we together? It's consistent. You, you got born again by believing. Amen. Amen. Don't forget that. You had to believe to be born again. Are there people that go to church and can speak Christianese and have not received Christ? Of course they are. 
The Bible says the Lord knoweth those that are his. Amen. I don't know if you are his. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So salvation is not about joining a group. It's an experience that happens. And for that experience to happen to you, you must have believed. Amen. Are we together? You must have believed. You must have believed. You find that from the Old Testament to the New Testament, there are certain things that didn't change. You know, when we talk Old Testament, New Testament, a lot of times people think, behave like God has, the God of the Old Testament is even from the God of the New Testament. Amen. So they talk like, oh, the God of Moses is even from the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. No, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is the God of Moses. Amen. He's, he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Are we together? So, between the Old Testament and New Testament, is the same person. But his relationship with us changed. But I found out that whether it was Old Testament or New Testament, believing was required. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. And you find throughout the Bible, there are types and shadows and many things that talk about Old and New Testament. You know, you see types of it all over the Bible. All over the Bible. And we are living in the New. Amen. I say you and I are living where? In the New Testament. We're living in the New Testament. We're living in the New Testament. We are no more following the method, let me use the right word, the, the laws, the practices of the old, but the principles never changed. Amen. Are you listening to me? The principles never changed. They never changed. The laws in the spirit didn't change. Glory to God. Am I communicating? They didn't change. Old Testament, New Testament, they didn't change. Are we together? Alright? So, so get that. So, but we're in the New Testament. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sin had to be addressed in the Old Testament. But the method of addressing it is different. In the same way, sin has been addressed in the New Testament. Are you understanding me? Are you listening to me? So understand the difference. I'm not talking about New Testament today. So back to believing. Now, these definitions are very important. Okay? But now, I'm going to use very simple um, things that you can relate with. Okay? And how we're going to look at it is what Jesus said. Let's start from there. About believing. Glory to God. What Jesus said about believing. What he meant when he used the word believe. I'm just going to pick three scriptures. Hallelujah. From several statements that Jesus made. And it will just show us something. At least, even if you are, you just got born again, you can understand and relate with this. Um, let's look at Mark chapter 5. We'll look at verse 36. Um, I, won't, I won't bother too much about the pretext and post-text, you know. I'll just focus on the verse. Well, this man had a situation at home and he came to Jesus. 
And then Jesus spoke a word to him. Alright? Let's read verse 36 together. I want to go. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Amen. Um, what did the man hear? What did Jesus hear? It was something negative. Are you understanding me? So Jesus had to address. Okay, let, let's just read some verses before here. Let's look at verse 34. Now, um, Jesus was on the way to this man's house and then um, the lady with the issue of blood interrupted. Okay? Go to 35. Let me just be sure. Thank you. While Jesus yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, thy daughter is dead. Praise God. Now, you know, he had run to Jesus while the daughter was sick. Now, while he was still waiting for Jesus to show up, they said, your daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? That means the case is closed. Amen. That's, we can't go beyond this. It was because of this thing Jesus had that Jesus spoke to the ruler of the synagogue. Verse 36. Let's read it together. 36. One to go. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid. Only believe. That means that there's only one thing you should do. Amen. Are you listening to me? Believe. Only believe. There are many songs. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. Only believe. Amen. Only believe. The simple thing about the scripture and what I love the most is this. What Jesus was saying was that being afraid and believing are not together. Amen. Hello. Hello. So when he said, be not afraid. Only believe. He was giving a definition of what believing is. Believing is not being afraid. Amen. Hello. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That means if you believe, you will not be afraid. At least about the thing that you believe. Amen. Are you with me? You know, something can be so simple that you miss it. Amen. So he said, be not afraid. Only believe. So he was implying that believing, (laughs) what it means is that you will not be what? Afraid. Glory to God. So if you are afraid, you have not believed. Amen. (laughs) Amen. If you are afraid, you have not believed. If you are still afraid, you have not believed. Only believe meant that nothing else should be involved apart from what you believe. There is no room for fear when you have believed. Amen. 
This year, only believe. I'm talking to you, that mother. Be not afraid. Only believe. I'm talking to that parent. Be not afraid. Only believe. Don't worry. I will show you how to believe. Amen. Alright? He said, be not afraid. Only believe. It means that believing is not being afraid. Amen. Believing is zero fear. Amen. Glory to God. I was somewhere trying to buy a bottle of Coke and they ran with the Coke. When I saw zero, I said, I don't do zero Coke. I do plus. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. Believing is zero fear. Amen. You know, the Coke says zero sugar, you know. No sugar. We sing, sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus, they say no sugar. <laughs> I'm looking for trouble, don't mind me. So, believing is zero fear. Amen. Did you get that? This is my first scripture. I want us to look at another scripture. Mark 11.23. Thank you, Lord. In Mark 11.23, I'll be a bit faster now. A popular verse of scripture, you know. It says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Now you see the same, um, 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 whether you are saying or praying, you know, in um, expressing your faith, believing is consistent. Hallelujah. Alright, so even in Mark 11, next verse 24, we'll come back here. He said, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive, and what? Ye shall have them. Glory to God. So there's believe here and there's believe there. Is that not so? Now, the belief I'm concerned about is the one in 23. Glory to God. Because it shows us what believing is in 23. In verse 23, it says, Be thou removed. Say to the mountain, be removed. And be cast into the sea. And shall not, while you are saying it, you shall not doubt in your heart, but believe. That means he's saying that believing is that there is zero doubt. Amen. Are you listening to me? Shall not doubt. Believing is zero fear and zero doubt. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Zero fear. Zero doubt. Shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe. That those things which he said. Shall come to pass. He shall have what he says. So. Lift your hand and say this with me. Say believing. Means that I have zero fear. Believing. Means that I have zero doubt. This year, I will believe. (laughs) 
<laughs> I used to think of this. If believing was something that we just naturally happen to us, God's word will not tell us to believe. Amen. Are you listening to me? Is there any word in scripture that tells you to breathe? Hello? Is there any scripture in the Bible that tells you to breathe? Thou shalt breathe when you wake up in the morning. Is there any scripture like that? Why? Because you don't need that to breathe. Are you understanding me? Breathing will happen on its own. So, but there are scriptures that tell you to believe. Amen. Meaning it's possible for you not to believe. Amen. Am I communicating? So, did you get this? You got it? Can I move a little further? Now, I'm using scriptures that are very easy to remember. Be not afraid, only believe. Then Mark eleven twenty three. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. You know, this believing is a major, major concern. And that's why we're addressing it. Glory to God. Now, there's something Jesus said about believing. Let's look at John chapter 6, verse 29. Jesus was talking to a group of people, you know, and um, the conversation had been on. And um, 29 is my verse, but let's just go up a bit so that we'll just have, read it in context. All right? Um, Okay, thank you. Verse 27. In John 6, 27, follow me now. Labor not. Did you hear see the word labor? Did you hear see the word labor? He's talking about toiling or working. Amen. Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for the meat, for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life. Now when he's saying meat, he's not talking about cow meat or goat meat. You know, because some of you, as you say meat, you're thinking suya. <laughs> Amen. In a more modern translation, it's food he's talking about. Amen. You know how the Bible refers to food as bread or meat. Amen. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. You know about that? It's not saying the kingdom of God is not suya. Or... Is not beef. That's not what he's talking about. What he meant by meat and drink is food and drink. Amen. Are we together? So understand Bible, uh, King James English. So here, he said, labor not for the food which perisheth. Now what Jesus is saying that the last time Jesus showed up and had a food crusade, many people came. Glory to God. <laughs> they said, we love this master. We love this master. He knows in Nigeria, we call it stomach infrastructure. Are you understanding me? He understands what the people need. And it looked like they were trying to put pressure on Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. To be giving them food all the time. Amen. 
As there's pressure today on ministers to do welfare. Hello? Are you not seeing what the other ministry is doing? <laughs> Go to the other ministry now. <laughs> Glory to God. So Jesus was telling them, labor not for the meats, the food which perisheth, but for the food which endureth. That means there's a food that endureth unto everlasting life. Then he said, which the son of man shall give unto you. For him had God the father sealed. Amen. The seal there is approved, stamped, endorsed. Amen. Now, so he's talking about food. But the, what he's counseling them is, if you have to labor, don't labor for food. Labor for what will feed your spirit, not your body. Amen. So the subject is labor, alright? Ever say labor? labor. Walk. Alright, so follow. 28. Then said they unto him, what shall we do? That we might walk the works of God. See, you say we should not walk for, so how will we walk the one that God will like. Are you understanding me? If we are not hustling to eat. Amen. What are we supposed to hustle for? Amen. Are we together? What, what are we supposed to work for? What, what's the work we are supposed to do? And Jesus gave an, I call it a classic answer. Amen. An answer for all time. Verse 29. Let's read it together. I want to go. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God that you believe on him. Whom he had sent. That means Jesus was saying something. That the walk, amen, that you and I are called into is the walk of believing. Amen. Help me tell you about believing is walk. <laughs> amen. Now, why he used the word walk and a geo walk is that it's a process. Are you understanding me? Alright? It's a process. It can be short, it can be long, but it's a process. Are you listening to me? So, he said, this is the work. Some translators say, this is the divinely approved work. This is the one that God has endorsed for you to do. If there's anything you should labor for, it's to labor to believe. Amen. Amen. Do you know as you're in this meeting, the reason why you are straining to listen and you want to get the message again and again is that you are laboring to believe. Are we together? You are laboring what? To believe. So Jesus called believing walk. Glory to God. Do you know more than Jesus? I'm asking you, do you know more than Jesus? He called it walk. Listen to me. This year, you will function in the realm of possibilities. Because you've understood, you will understand the process, amen, called believing. Are you listening to me? And how to work it, let me use that language, operate it all the time. This is why Jesus, you know, (laughs) Jesus was not doing trial and error. Amen. Everything was sure. And the Bible says the works that he did. We shall do also and greater works than this. How? By believing. Amen. How many of you know that Jesus, it's like he, he defied natural laws. Do you agree? This year you will defy natural laws. Oh. 
They say, no, 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 no. This kind of thing, it will take two months or three months for it to even, for them to even listen to you. It will happen to you in one week. Jesus suspended laws. He defied, Jesus defied the laws of biology. Are you hearing me? He defied what? The laws of biology. How? By being born of a virgin. Biology says, amen, that there must be, are you understanding me? But he defied the laws of biology. He was born of a virgin. Without the seed of a man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Am I communicating? The laws of biology have not changed you, but Jesus defied it. Amen. After him, no, are you understanding what I'm saying? The laws have not changed. Jesus defied the laws of chemistry by turning water into wine. Amen. They just poured water there. There was no reagent, no other thing was put in there. It just became wine. Amen. Are you listening to me? He defied the laws of physics when he walked on water. He defied the laws of economics. When he used five loaves and two fishes to feed 5,000 people. Are you listening to me? He defied the laws of mathematics. He said, I and my father, we are one. No, he said, I and I is two. I and me is two. No, he said, I and my father, we are one. Amen. He defied the laws of nature. When he died and rose again. He defied the laws of gravity. When after his death, right before their eyes, he ascended. He would levitate it. Are you understanding me? He was going up instead of coming down. Amen. That Jesus is your Jesus. This year, this year, this year, glory to God. This year, you will defy laws in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're talking about. Limitless what? Possibilities. Glory to God. Are you with me? Listen, let's say about believing. Now, believing, I said, is a process. I just want to show you the three phases in the cycle of believing. Amen. All right? There are three phases. Now, um, believing can happen sometimes immediately. Sometimes it takes a very long time. And the reason is because you will understand the reason when we, when we talk now. Uh, there's a scripture I would like to use to explain this. There are several scriptures, but I, when I'm teaching, I always pick the scriptures that will immediately drive the point home. You know? And um, the scripture I would like to use is First Thessalonians 2, verse 13. Amen. In 1 Thessalonians 2.13, I would um, read it. Follow me. It's a long verse, but you can understand it. Let's read it together. Want to go. For this cause also, thank we God without ceasing. Because when ye received the word of God, which you heard of us, 
you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Now, in you that believe. So, it worketh effectually in you that believe. In this scripture, there are different elements of believing we see. First of all, it ends, let me start with where it ends. Without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, amen. That means in believing, there's a receiving of the word of God. Hallelujah. Are we together? Follow me. Then he said, which you heard of us. That means that for you to believe, you had to hear. Amen. Are we together? You had to hear. Then he said, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God. Pause. Let's see how believing happened. Now, they heard from Paul. Amen. Ever say they heard. They heard the gospel from Paul. Then, the thing they heard, they did not receive it as the word of men. That means they agreed with it. Amen. You know, if, if, if somebody comes to tell you something, yeah, say, hmm, are you sure? You know, you could receive it as a mere statement from a fellow man. And that means that he could be wrong. Are you understanding me? So if he could be wrong, you have a right to argue. Are you listening to me? But Paul said, when they heard us, they did not receive what they heard as the word from men. But they received it as truth. That's the second thing. The third thing is that then they received the word of God. Amen. Now there are two words received there. Just focus on the last one. Now, in believing, the first thing about believing, the first phase in the believing process is to be aware. Everybody say aware. Aware. Let me just tell you the three, then I will explain them. Phase one, awareness phase. Phase two, agreement. Then phase three, appropriate. Amen. Aware, agree, appropriate. I will explain in a moment. I want you to get this. If you get it, it will show. Amen. Amen. Let's start with the awareness. What does it mean to be aware? The Bible says, when they heard, you cannot believe in something you don't know. Amen. Are you listening to me? For you to believe something, you have to hear it. You have to know it. You have to be aware of it. Are you listening to me? Hello? For example, you cannot believe in divine health if you've never heard about divine health. For you to believe in divine health, you have to hear about it. For you to believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins, you have to hear about Jesus that he died for your sins. That means that they are when, that information must be made available to you. Glory to God. For example, as we're sitting down here now, and I'm sharing God's word with you, for some of you, you are, this is the first time you are getting aware of something. You are, the knowledge of it is brought to you. Glory to God. You are being presented with knowledge. The gospel carries with it information. Amen. 
about what Jesus had done and how it applies to you. Am I communicating? Now, that first phase, if you take it out, believing can never happen. That's why some people just come, walk up to somebody, and then say, just pray for me. Anything I believe. What do you believe? I just believe. How can you believe when you didn't hear? Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? You can't believe something you never heard about. If you've never heard about how God can make you operate in dimensions of limitless possibility, you can't believe it. Amen. You would have to hear. It is in hearing. Your heart will now be enlarged. Are you understand what I'm saying? If you never heard that God can raise the dead, you cannot believe that God can raise the dead. Amen. If you never heard that God can make a man that was broke, busted, poor, wealthy, amen, you can never believe. That means that if you didn't hear and you accept, that's not believing, amen. Am I communicating? That's not believing. The second phase in believing is where many people stay longest. Is the agreement phase. Amen. Some people are aware. They have come, that knowledge has been made available to them, but they have not agreed. Amen. Amen. That's why sometimes we pray and fast so that there will be an agreement. Because there is already an opinion. Amen. In you, in your heart, about that matter. And that opinion is not God's opinion. Now, through the gospel, God's opinion has come to you. The Bible says his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Amen. So through the gospel, God's thoughts are coming to you. Sometimes it takes three months, six months. Have you ever thought of what would have happened to Abraham? Why he had to stay 25 years for him to have a child? Amen. Amen. Oh, why, why is this thing taking long? Why is this thing taking long? Agreements. 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 See, do you know why we renew our minds as believers? We want to agree with the word of God. Amen. Are you with me? Why we're renewing our mind is because we want to what? Agree with the word of God. There is something in you that is resistant. There's a thought pattern that is contrary to what the scripture is saying. There are many things you have heard, but you have not agreed. Amen. Have you not seen someone that they say, eh, they say, eh, God can heal you. God can heal you. They say, yes, so I believe. I believe. Give me the tablet. Give me the tablet. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Are you understanding me? He, it means that he is aware, but he has not agreed. Oh, do you know one of the reasons why the Bible refers to the word, the Greek word of God as logos. Amen. The root word of logos is logic. Or the English of it. Are you understanding me? There's another way of putting it. There's a relationship between logic and logos. Now, the word of God is God's logic. Amen. 
Are you listening to me? It's God's logic. Which is superior to your own reasoning, your own logic. So, in your mind, the way this year will work for me is that I have to connect with the ruling party. Then, I will allow myself to rise in the party. Then, before the administration, if they win now, before they will, at least something will reach my side. That's your logic. So now, God is telling you, you don't need man. Put not your trust in man. Don't trust any man. You are aware. But you have not agreed. Amen. You have not agreed in your heart. Am I communicating? So, your actions are contrary because you have not agreed. Am I communicating? Okay, God says, okay, 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 you know, you, you are in business. Sorry, you're, you're working, you have paid employment, alright? And then the Spirit of God begins to breathe on your heart to say, this year, step out and start the business. Then you say, um, you know, I've been receiving monthly salary. You know, it has not failed. Every 25th, they pay me. And then, I should just start out. Now, I will start out well if I have enough capital to set it up. Set it up then from here. As I resign here in the morning, I will re- just resume. I will resign and resume. Are you understanding me? You know, like you are just rhyming with God. You understand that? I will resign and resume. I will just resign here and resume it the next morning in the next place. That's your logic. But God is saying to you, step out and trust me. Are you understanding me? Step out and trust me. Now, you'll find that in your life, there are always those arguments, amen, in your heart. Are we together? There's just arguments. You can be verbally saying that you believe, you have agreed, but you know, you know you have not agreed. Let me use love for an example. Have you seen where someone say, they say, um, you come. You come. I heard you guys have not been talking to each other. You know, we're Christians. We walk in love. You know, so I said, the other person said, mm-hmm, no problem. So please, you should make up, shake and make up. You understand? Forgive him. Forgive him too. You know, just let everything go. Say, I forgive him. I don't have any problem with him. You know, as well when they use the word, I don't have any problem with him. You know that he means another thing. I, said, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any problem with him. I don't have any problem with him. He knows I don't have any problem with him. I don't have any problem with him. You know, he doesn't have a problem with him. Eh, I'm a child of God. I don't have a problem with him. As you are saying it at that time, we don't know yet. Then, and I say, okay, um, two of you, come and carry this pulpit and go your way. He said, I don't have a problem with him, but I don't want to have anything to do with him. <laughs> Meanwhile, you guys were carrying this thing before together. Before that problem. Are you understanding me? But you just said you are forgiven. That's okay. Carry this thing. You say, no, I don't have a problem. But I don't want to be doing this thing with him again. You know what's happening? In your heart, you have not agreed. Amen. You have not agreed. You have not agreed. I'm using that to explain to you how in different areas of your life, why some things delay for a long time? Because in the process of believing, when it comes to that place of agreement, it's just like it keeps hanging. It keeps hanging. You don't cross that place. Are you listening to me? You don't seem to always cross that place in certain areas. Listen to me. And I say this by the Spirit of God. Most of the time, what makes 
believing process long for many believers is this place of agreeing. Sometimes when you start praying in tongues for a long time and then you start crying, you don't even know what you're crying for. Is that your heart is releasing certain things, amen, and accepting other things. Glory to God. Now I'm not talking about people that cry every time. Are you understanding me? <laughs> you understand that? Glory to God. So why are you crying? Nothing. 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 Is it not a beautiful night? <laughs> That's why I'm crying. The night is so beautiful. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Those kind of people, I saw, after where people ask them, why are you not crying? Because you're supposed to be crying. I said, why are you not crying? <laughs> Amen. So, agreements. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I had already seen now that I will have to teach this agreement part again sometime, you know, a longer time. Did you hear me? Then, the final phase, after you have agreed, the Bible says, can two work together except they agree? After you have agreed, then you appropriate. Now, let me explain this to you. I'm using the word appropriate on purpose. I would have also used the word knowledge, acceptance, and Action, amen. Or lambano, as the scripture we use, receive. That means that's when you now took it. Glory to God. Am I communicating? That's when you took it. Thank you, Lord. One major thing that I want you to see here is this. If You have not agreed. You can never appropriate what you heard. Glory to God. You can revisit the issue. There are many messages we hear. Have you not seen people that say things like, you know, you know, ah, pastor, hmm, is today I understood that God really loves me. <laughs> what they're actually saying is today I agreed. Amen. Because you, you have maybe done a series on the Father's love. God love. You have done, you've talked so much about that. And they say, yeah, preach on preacher, preach on preacher. Woo, glory. You understand? Glory, 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 glory. Then they go outside and say, hmm, now are you saying now? <laughs> it's just, I don't want to say anything, no. I don't want to say all these things that people are preaching these days. You are still fighting. Amen. You know, that's why, see, the teaching on righteousness is so important. If you stumble in righteousness, you will likely stumble somewhere else. If you win in the understanding of righteousness, it will be difficult for any other place to defeat you. Amen. Am I communicating? 
So when you have somebody say something like, uh, yes, I know, I know, I know the Bible says that we're righteous of God in Christ Jesus, but you see, I don't agree. That guy, that guy, that guy. <laughs> the Bible says, they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. Amen. I'm quoting Romans 10, now verse 3. Amen. Alright? He said, they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. So they are ignorant of God's righteousness. That means that, ignorant means that they are not even aware of it. Amen. But now some of you are aware of the righteousness, but you have not agreed with it. So first, you have not even agreed you are righteous. Even in your prayer, it shows you have not agreed. Oh God, oh God, oh God, make me righteous. Create in me a clean heart, oh Lord. I renew a right spirit, right spirit, Lord, right spirit, Lord, within me. Cast me not away, not today, from your presence. I know where I'm coming from. Oh, Lord, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. A sweet song. And renew a right spirit within me. It doesn't apply to you in the New Testament. Amen. Amen. Let me not enter that scripture. But listen, you have a clean heart. What do you think the Bible said? Ezekiel 36, Jeremiah 31. What do you think the scripture was talking about? I will put within you what? A new heart. Is it a dirty new heart he put in you? That's the new covenant. The new covenant is that he has put a, given you a new heart. A circumcised heart. Amen. Amen. This circumcision is not that which human hands. But in the spirit of the heart. Amen. So you have a new heart. It's not even, you have better than a clean heart. You have a new one. Amen. You know, they can bring a Belgium, a clean Belgium part. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. No, 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 no. You have a new heart. Ever say a new heart. heart. Amen. That's what, when you got born again, that's what happened. A new heart. So, you know, creating me, he has already, that was a prayer of David for the new covenant. Amen. For the New Testament believer, and that prayer has been answered. Amen. Amen. So, he has created in me a new heart. Amen. Renewed within me a right spirit. That right spirit is a spirit that is willing to obey God. Amen. Are you listening to me? A spirit that is willing to obey God. And that's what he has put within you. Amen. Even when David was praying the prayer and said, Cast me not away from your presence. The prayer meant he had not been cast away yet. Amen. But he had a fear that he might be cast away. Even though he would have said, bring me back.
to your presence. Are you understanding me? He said, cast me not away. The man that was praying it, he was not yet cast out. Amen. Are you with me? He said, oh Lord, do not cast me from your presence. You don't even understand what happened to you. God is stuck with you. Amen. <laughs> oh, you didn't get this. Oh, you didn't get it. I said, God is stuck with you. Amen. You have to agree. Amen. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. As someone says to someone, I said, God will be homeless without you. Amen. <laughs> he said, he dwells in you. I agree. Amen. I agree. Anytime, you know, we start teaching along these lines of who, what Christ had done, your righteousness in Christ. Do you know there are some believers that are just angry? I call those people worry ghosts. They are not the Holy Ghost. They are the worry ghost. Amen. Amen. <laughs> they are worried. <laughs> you understand me? Glory to God. Amen. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Alright? So, you agree. Now, I want to just give a definition a Holy Ghost definition of what believing is. Based on several scriptures, the conclusion of the matter. Thank you, Lord. Are you with me? You know, um, in Luke 1 or thereabouts, Luke was writing, um, it should be verse 2 or 3. Just put up Luke. Okay, one, sorry. For as many as have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. Amen. So he was talking about the things that are most surely believed amongst us. Uh, another way of putting it is our convictions. Amen. Believing is a process of developing convictions for action. Amen. Did you hear me? Developing convictions for action. If the conviction has not gotten to the point where it has provoked you to action, you have not yet believed. Amen. Are we together? I wrote down something. Believing is having enough conviction to act. Amen. Did you hear me? Believing is, ever say it with me, say believing, believing. is having enough conviction to act. Are you listening to me? That's what believing is. That means that there are some times where you are sitting down and hearing a message. The conviction 
has not built to the points where you should act. You have not yet believed. Amen. Am I communicating? You have not yet believed. When believing happens, when the cycle of believing is concluded, it will provoke you to act. Glory to God. Am I communicating? So there are times where we're sitting down listening to a message. Why do we listen to some messages over and over again? Why does the scripture encourage us to meditate? It's so that we will build conviction to act. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes that conviction can take months. Depending on the distractions on your path and the attention you give to the word of God. Sometimes, you know, what I discovered about a lot of people is that this conviction for some, when you've learned how, if you're someone that is always listening to God's word, feeding on the word of God, you'll find that your, your cycle of believing, it will be happening faster. Hallelujah. Between awareness and appropriation or receiving, it happens faster. Are you understanding me? Because the agreement doesn't take that long any, anymore for you. Am I communicating? I remember the story um, a dear man of God shared about uh, Ken Copeland, brother Copeland. And how that Copeland had a back pain. And the pain had been there for many years. To a point that he couldn't even put on his jacket. And it had been there so long that when the pain started, they, one of the doctors now that was taking care of him was a child when the pain started. Are you understanding me? That's how long the pain had been. But one day he was listening to a message of Papa Hagen, his message. And he had heard that message. He was even in his service when Papa Hagen preached it. As he was listening to it, it just dawned on him. And he received his healing. Are you listening to me? That was the day he agreed. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, in different areas of your life, depending on the experiences and the exposures, you will find that there might be areas in your life where it's difficult somehow. There's a struggle to agree with God's word. Amen. In some cases, it can even be in your character. You see someone that is very rude. Are you understanding me? The person has not agreed with the scripture that talks about the fruit of the spirit. Amen. So, if you, are, you meditate on scripture, you, you have not agreed. So, there's no change yet. Amen. There's no change. You've heard about it. Oh, you've heard that the, the fruit of the spirit is gentleness, is humility. You say, mm, 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 mm. but what if they look for your trouble? Are you understanding me? That what if they look for trouble is the argument. Amen. It's the argument that is in your heart. That's not allowing you to submit to the word of God. Hmm. I agree with all this. But you know, there are some people in this world. If you don't, if you don't handle them, are you understanding me? Those arguments, you have not agreed. Amen. Are we together? Are you, are you, are you getting this clear? Should I continue? We just started. Should I continue? So, you, you have to come to that place where you are aware the knowledge has come. Then you agree with the knowledge. It's after you've agreed 
you can appropriate. Amen. You can make it yours. Am I communicating? You receive it. Some people are trying to receive what they've not agreed with. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. Hmm. I wanted to close a particular time, but just allow me 20, 25 minutes. Amen. My target is I will leave here by nine. All right? So, just be patient. Don't move. I agree. I agree. Amen. <laughs> agree. You have heard. Agree. Agree. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let, let's just take it from another perspective. Did you get that? Did you get that? Is that helpful? All right. Let, let, let me just say this. You know, um, the process of believing, how believing happens. First of all, you know, in Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, believing has to happen in your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God had... Where is the believing? In thine heart. Believe in where? In thine heart. That God had raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. Of course, you know, he's not talking about your heart that pumps blood. Amen. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. It's figurative. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So, believing is in the core of your being. Amen. Are we together? Okay. Now, then he now shows us how, this verse is telling us where believing happens. Believing, say believing happens in the heart. Say believing happens in the heart. So, how does the believing happen? Paul spoke about it. Look at verse 14 of this Romans 10. In Romans 10, 14, it says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? That calling on him is appropriating. Are you understanding me? It's the action. And I said, How can they call on him in whom they have not believed? They said, How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard. Are you seeing that? That means that believing begins with what? Hearing. With hearing. This thing you're doing now, sitting down, hearing God's word, is the beginning process of believing. There is no manifestation you will have in your life as a believer that believing was not involved. Amen. Am I communicating? So, now, but the believing process starts by hearing. By hearing. Hearing. That means that you are made to be aware through the gospel that is preached to you. So, the longer you stay hearing, either through someone preaching to you or you speaking God's word to yourself, the easier it will be for you to believe. Amen. Glory to God. Am I communicating? That's why you wonder, there are some people that they don't go for meetings, they don't go to church, they don't attend service. They just say, oh Lord, oh God, they are home. Just say, oh God, I want to have, I want my faith to be strong. I want a mountain moving, you know, bulldozing faith. And if you hear the voice of the Spirit, it will tell you, go for Thursday service. Go for Sunday service. Amen. 
Because how can they believe if they've not heard? Amen. Alright? In this case, if tied the hearing to even a preacher, they say, how shall they hear without a preacher? That means, what's the preacher preaching? The gospel. Amen. The message. The message. The message. If I arrive where I want to get to, tomorrow we'll just float. Amen. <laughs> I will not have to talk much. Amen. Now, the Greek word, you know, for believe, for me, the Hebrew explains it better than the Greek. And of course, when you know believing didn't start in the New Testament, believing has been there since in the Old Testament. Amen. The Greek word, I try not to speak Greek much, you know. To believe is spelled P-I-S-T-E-O-U. But it's pronounced pistio. <laughs> Amen. I'm joking. Pistio. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. All right. So, but I want to show you something in the Hebrew. Glory to God. And maybe I'll end there. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Now, believe. Everybody say believe. The, um, the major time we see it in the Bible where the word believe was used in the Old Testament was Genesis 15 verse 6. Amen. Let's look at Genesis 15 6. Let's read together. I want to go. It was, I'm talking about Abraham. I want to go. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. That's where believed was used first, about the first time. And he believed. Who believed? Abraham. For Abraham to believe, he had to hear something. Look at verse 5. Look at verse 5. God, God had to show him something. Just go up a little. And he brought him forth abroad. God brought him forth abroad, not London. And said, look now toward heaven. And tell the stars, if you'll be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. God spoke to him. So shall thy seed be. Amen. Alright? Now, in the New Testament, it tells us that God preached the gospel to Abraham. Amen. And then verse 6 now says, Abraham believed. So, Abraham had to hear something to believe. Amen. Are we together? He had to hear something to believe. Now, but the beautiful thing about why I came here is to show you something. Is that the word translated believed. The Hebrew word believed is aman. Aman. A man is where we got amen from. Are you understanding me? A man. Now, that's to believe. But you know, in, um, in the Hebrew, they speak with, uh, they use concepts to explain concepts. I know. There's a way, the Hebrew, um, they use, they have pictures. You understand that? That explain their words and all that and all that. Now, um, for you to understand what believing means to the Hebrew, glory to God, I will have to explain this to you. Now, you know, the Hebrew language was developed around a nomadic 
agricultural culture. Are you understanding me? So most of their things are related to planting, farm, you know, outdoor, cattle, livestock, tents. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now, in the scriptures, let's go to Isaiah 22. In Isaiah 22, give me verse 23. The scripture was saying something here. How many of you know about tents? Tents. We have one outside there. Now, a tent normally, you know, the Jews use tents and tabernacles and all that. You know, those are like mobile things you could remove and fix. And to make or build the tents, they had sticks. You know, those sharp, like rods where the rope is tied and then they nail it into the ground to hold the tent up so it doesn't fall. Are you understanding me? Are you with me? Good. Now, that's what the scripture is describing. He said, I will fasten him as a nail, amen, in a sharp place. Sometimes we say in a firm place. And it shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. That's talking about how, like, the tents will be fixed in the ground. And that ground, when you say sharp place, if you mount that peg in a soft ground, and you lean on the rope, it will pull out. Are you understanding me? So when the Bible talks about a firm ground or a short place, it's a hard ground that you have to nail, you have to hammer the nail into the ground firmly. That's what the scripture used and said, nail in a what? Short place. Everybody say nail in a short place. Say nail in a short place. Now, the Hebrew word here for sure was aman. Amen. Aman. So the picture of believing to the Greek is to be established in it and an idea. Are you understanding me? That you are you are founded on it. You are not shaking. Are you understanding me? That's that's what it means to believe. That you've come to that place where you are not going to move. Are you understanding me? You are not going to move. You are fixed in the thing that you have believed. Are you listening to me? Alright? That's the man. That's the man. That's the man. Now, listen to me. It is understanding this. That changes what believing is for you. Believing is not a guesswork. It's not trial and error. It's coming to a place of conviction. Amen. Amen. Are we together? And that's in the Hebrew. A man. A man. That means I have believed. Do you know in actual fact. The word amen. Or amin as they say in other, other, other religions. It came from the Greek. I'm sorry the Hebrew. A man. You're actually saying, when they say, you are blessed, you say, I believe. Amen. I'm establishing that thought. Amen. That's what you're actually saying. I thought you would say amen. <laughs> Glory to God. That's, that's, um, that's amen. And do you know the beautiful thing? Jesus Christ, in Revelation 3.14, is referred to as amen. His name is what? Amen. Let's read the scripture together. I want to go. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, This thing saith the Amen. Amen. The faithful and true witness. The beginning of the creation of God. So Jesus is a man. Amen. Now let me explain this to you. What it means. Because when you say you believe. What do you believe? You say I believe the word. No. Who do you believe? The Bible referred to Jesus as the Amen, the faithful and true witness. In literal rendering, it means Jesus is the one to believe. Amen. Are you understanding me? He is the one to be believed. Are you understanding me? He is the Amen. Glory to God. The one you should believe. That whatever he says to you is truth. Amen. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? So this year, in every area of your life, there is something Jesus had said and there is something Jesus is saying. 
Now, through the scriptures, there's something he has said. Through the prophecies of God's word that will come to you, there's something he will yet say. That will be in line with what he has said. Amen. Your job is to believe. The Bible says, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe also in his prophets and you shall what? Prosper. Is that a man? Be established in that word that he spoke to you. Amen. Stand in it. If the word was spoken that this year is a year of limitless possibilities, I be established in it. Let it be a short thing to you. That means that every step you are taking, every plan you are making, you are making the plans like a man that is living in the realm of limitless possibilities. You're not doing trial and error. No, 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 no. You have come to that place. You've sat down. You've listened to this thing again and again until a conviction has built up in you that you know that you know that you know that you believe. Amen. That conviction has built up to a place where now you are inspired to act. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, I remember. Mark 9.23, as a student, I was walking through from, um, from the, what they call, they call the Ophrima Hall back to, 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 um, Faculty of Humanities along that path, just beside the arena. And then I, all the lecturers have sent me out of their offices. Oh, you cannot see your result today. Why? Because, um, there's no number. You cannot see your result today. It was on a Friday. I took, the, I was praying. I said, Lord, give me a word. Give me a word. That's Mark 9.23 came. The word he gave me, a quickened to my heart, was Mark 9.23. I brought out my New Testament. I already knew what it was, but I needed to read it. Amen. I brought it out from my back pocket. And I began to read it. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. I was like a madman. Are you understanding me? New Lord, I was reading it again and again. I was building conviction for action. Amen. I was coming to a place where I would believe this word. Are you understanding? Enemy. I said, I don't know whether it was a hundred times, but I said it again and again. And suddenly, the scripture flipped. It was no more me trying to walk the word. The word now was walking me. Amen. And I said, hey, 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 hey. I believe I believe that all things are possible to me. I believe that as I go back to that office, I will see all my results today. Because all things are possible to me. As I was talking, and I turned to go back, it was not just me walking now. It's that thing I believed that was carrying me back to that place. And you know something? Once you have believed, hey, 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 Luke chapter 1 verse 25 says, hey, 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 and blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things that we are told her. This year, there will be a performance of those things that I told you. Once believing has happened, amen. Glory to God. And I was walking back, going back to that office, going back. If you ask me, what are you going back to do? I don't know. I will see the result today. On my way up the staircase, I was with my kids just uh, some days back. I took them to the place and I showed them. I said, this is where I was. I was going up the staircase and I saw a senior um, uh, official of university coming down the staircase. I didn't know he knew me. But listen to me. God already said, those things you are believing for. The, the angels, amen, and the human, the human agents have been positioned, waiting for your believing to lock in, amen. And they'll be prepared to action, Amen. Glory to God. I don't know where he was. I don't know where God lifted him from. I don't know how it happened that, listen, that's not the only stairway to go up on that place. There are other stairways. Why did I pass there and he passed there? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Listen to me, this year, you and him will meet. You and them will meet. You and, hey, hey, kepare katopa yataya. Bara katoba ye kepaya. Lemente bradi kataya bale. Bara reketo sobayaba. Lepato baria debaya. There will be a magnet. Something attracting. Your desires will attract expectations. Amen. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? 
Yes, as I was walking up the stairway, the man was coming down. I didn't even know he knew me. He said, Peters, have you seen your results? The first shock was that he knew my name. I didn't know he knew my name. And I said, no, sir. He said, follow me. Now, I didn't even tell him I had come earlier to check the results. Are you understanding me? This year, 2019, people are planted in the different months of this year. They are planted to make the desires of your heart come to pass. There's somebody in this January (laughs) waiting for when you will believe. Waiting for when you will believe. There's somebody in this January. There is some, there's, there's, there is, there is a capital somewhere locked. There's money somewhere waiting for when you will believe. There is a car, a car parked somewhere. A car parked somewhere. What we call tear rubber. Brand new. Brand new. Waiting for when you will believe. Amen. There is a house, a property. The documents are waiting for when you will believe. Amen. Because the moment you believe, hey, 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 what has happened is that you have authorized that property to move into your life, to move into your hands. There are companies waiting for when you will believe. They are waiting, they are waiting for when you will believe. So that transaction is completed. Are you understanding me? There are people waiting for you in February. Are you understanding me? There are people waiting for you in March. The moment believing happens, there shall be a performance. Shout, there shall be a performance. Lift your right and say, concerning money, there shall be a performance. Concerning my health, there shall be a performance. Concerning the projects I'm working on, there shall be a performance. This year is my year of limitless possibilities. Pray in tongues for a moment. Pray in tongues for a moment. Lakato se bredi ketese. Joplate le bredes eledese. Baloso bredi ketoso bregedi atalaska. Balakatoso bredis keprotoso bredi. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faith to faith online dot org or call us on two three four eight zero six three six one three five six zero. You are big, blessed, and loaded.